gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. Right here on the Butt Munch Chips Radio Network. Butt Munch Chips, sit on your butt munch. I am your host, Landon Doan, and I'm joined, as always, well, actually, no. I'm not joined, as always, by my co-host, by my tag team partner, Hunter Freaky Knees, because uh, Hunter has decided to, get this, take his parents abroad on a vacation what a selfish jerk. Nor am I joined uh, by my other co-host. He's not uh, Kevin Smith. He's not Michael Scott. But he is Kevin Scott. But it doesn't matter because he is not joining me either. Because uh, he is not turning down that sweet, sweet double pay. It being a holiday weekend. But uh I did want to give you, the lovely listener, a little bit of a heads up as to why we didn't drop a regular episode of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. God Talk. It's not because um, Hunter or Kevin went down to uh, King's Landing and I haven't heard from them. No, it's nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, just life has happened to, well, happen. Uh, Work schedules and vacation schedules have gotten in the way. But Kevin and I will be back to let you know our thoughts of, holy crap, the series recap of Game of Thrones. I mean, I can't believe that this ride is ending. I mean, it's taken quite a few years. It's uh, kind of taken a second, but at the same time, I'm still kind of surprised that, you know, it's coming to an end. Uh, But... Do you want to give some quick thoughts on the bells, as it were? By the way, the entire episode when Tyrion is screaming, as soon as they ring the bells, lay your swords down, they give up. It's like, that was this episode's go to the crypts, you're totally going to be safe. That was such a misdirection, a MacGuffin, if you will. Like, the entire time, because it was hammered so hard in the early part of the episode. I was like, I'm willing to bet this is not going to end well. And lo and behold, the Mad Queen showed herself. Uh, Daenerys kind of snapped after she had laid waste to King's Landing and all of their uh, defenses. She decided to just uh, twist the dagger, so to speak, as her and her dragon rained fire wrecking. Doesn't matter if it's a golden compass army man, doesn't matter if it's a um, Dothraki, doesn't matter if it's man of the north, doesn't matter if it's, you know, oh, I don't know, a non-combat civilian. Literally, somebody that doesn't want to fight, that just happened to be living in King's Landing, that might have been um, part of Operation Human Shield that Cersei was trying to uh, impart. Yeah, it really didn't matter who you were on the ground because Daenerys was dealing out justice uh, fire breaths at a time. So uh, that was kind of... I'm not going to say shocking. It was shocking to watch it happen, but there's been so many breadcrumbs that ha- and foreshadowing moments throughout the entire series. Um, heck, we'll go back to when she was in Karth, I believe, in Season 2, when she had that vision. I'm not telling you anything you're not aware of at this point, because everybody else on the internet has talked about it. But, I mean, that vision of her in the in the throne room of King's Landing, and it looked like, at the time, we thought it was snow. Well, now we know that wasn't snow. That was ash. That was ashes of the bodies burnt. Shout out to Lamb of God. That Daenerys brought forth. That Daenerys just decided to 
go mad queen on and like i know a lot of people have said that this was so out of character of denarius's well character arc throughout these seasons i disagree because her instinct has always been violence like from the word go i mean just think back to um the oh the the witch that uh that she saved from the dothraki that ended up cursing her what did she do burned her alive and then it's like even instances past that like uh, she she literally crucified people in the city of marin the slavers she crucified people and not in the you know metaphysical oh man I, that was that was a mean talking you got crucified no in the literal physical sense she put people on crosses and crucified them that's what that was her answer and then when the slavers came back you know with force she met them with force but again her answer wasn't to negotiate her answer was 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 fire and pain and those are just some of the instances that we did get here recently it seems like her handlers and those people that she held close to her and held in high regard were holding her in check for the lack of a better term well, guess what? Those checks and balances have been wiped off the face of the earth. It started heck last season when she saw one of her own children, one of her dragons, get shot out of the sky by the Night King. But here recently, if we just want to talk about the human checks and balances around her, she can't trust her advisors. The Hand of the King doesn't know what it doesn't know if she's doing what's right and heck Varys is outright doing a mutiny and he wasn't being very subtle about it of course Varys got his at the beginning of this episode uh you know Dracarys woof but I mean like that again that is her go-to move is violence it's blood and pain and the human restraints have been removed. Going back to the battle battle at Winterfell, um, Jorah is off the map. Last episode, she saw her best friend Masande get decapitated in front of her. She has done everything the way everybody else has told her to do. She is going against her instinct, and it's cost her pretty much everything. So I don't blame Daenerys for being angry. I don't blame Daenerys for going off and going, well, Mad Queen. I will say I was stunned as a viewer to watch it. Once she decided to take flight after the bells rang, that had to be one of the most dramatic and tense moments of television or movie. One of the most tense moments of anything I've seen in the last little bit. It's like I did not breathe for what felt like the last 45 minutes of this episode. Clearly, I did breathe. Otherwise, I would be what scientists called dead. Clearly, I'm not dead, but it was still one of those hold your breaths like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And also, it's like I, I know I'm all over the place here. I know a lot of people online are upset about this turn of Daenerys. I don't think it's necessarily unwarranted because like this to me is like Hulk Hogan coming out at 
bash at the beach, when when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall of the NWO are doing their run-in invasion of WCW, and here comes Hulk Hogan. He's he's coming to save the day. He's going to save WCW. And no, he drops the leg on Macho Man Randy Savage and turns heel. This is the heel turn that we could not fathom. We could never fathom that Hulk Hogan, the guy that said, you know, take your vitamins, say your prayers, and, 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 and thank the good man above. We could never in a thousand years think that this guy was going to be a bad guy. But when he did turn, when he did drop the leg on Macho Man Randy Savage, when we did see the bad guy Hulk Hogan, when we did see Hollywood Hulk Hogan, that was incredibly powerful. And I kind of feel like that's what we got this past episode with the Bells. I know I said we should have been paying attention, we should have seen this coming, but everything that we've seen up until last episode has been like, okay, Danny is going to find a way to do what's right. She's going to find the right answer. And in that moment, she just said, I've fought for the right answer. I've tried to do what's right. I've tried to please everybody else when I'm fighting against my own instincts. And guess what? Right now, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be what Lady Olena said. I am going to be a dragon. And boy, was she. She rained pain from above. Quick sidebar, uh, Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls syncs up really nicely to uh, a lot of the action that we had from the Bells, uh, Bells being appropriate. Kind of upset that I didn't think of that myself, but, uh, you know, uh, I'll get them next time. But, uh, yeah, I, I do want to touch on some deaths that happened, particularly Cersei, because I've seen a lot of people on the internet be very pissed that Cersei didn't get a grandiose or satisfying death. Satisfying death is the term that I have seen the most. And I get that. I do get why people feel that. But at the same time, I feel like what we saw was A, not only the most quote-unquote Game of Thrones thing we could see, but I also think it was the most appropriate thing we could have seen because her, enti her entire life, Cersei had been put upon a pedestal. She has always been a Lannister. She has always been the Lannister, so to speak, the, the favorite Lannister. Um, she's always been, you know, of the highest regard. She never wanted for anything. She drank the finest wine. She ate the finest food. She wore the finest clothes. She held the highest positions in the land. Cersei was what everybody aspired to be. Well, short of being, you know, sociopathic and, you know, uh, evil and stuff like that. But, but I mean, Cersei, Cersei accomplished a lot. And that's why I feel like the death that she got was so appropriate. When, when she and Jamie were in an embrace and then they realized that the roof above them was getting ready to collapse in and... Thousands upon thousands of pounds of rock were going to rain down and squash them. Doesn't care your title. Doesn't care how much money you have. Doesn't care who your daddy is. Gravity and heck, those rocks, 
those are the real life. And, and, and that's the thing I really feel like we as the viewer have forgotten in the world of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it's clearly been a whole bunch of, you know, families trying to power play against each other to get into control, but at the same time, they do still live in a breathing world. Heck, we just saw that a couple episodes ago when the North broke through a wall and brought zombies with them to fight at Winterfell. They still live in a world where stuff like this happens, and the world doesn't care who you are. And that's... That's a truth, not just in Game of Thrones. That's a truth in real life. It doesn't matter how many zeros you got in your bank account. It doesn't matter what car you drove in your day in life. It doesn't matter how many stories your house is. When your time's up, your time's up. And there's literally nothing you can do. For whom the bell tolls, time marches on. Going back to whole, that whole Metallica thing I was talking about. But, uh... Huh... Yeah, I feel like I've done enough damage just by myself. I've rambled enough. Hopefully I haven't driven everybody off, but uh, kind of let them know what's going on. We will be back for a series recap regardless. I thank y'all so much for listening to us. Uh, follow Hunter on Instagram. I believe it's at the tall effect, effect with an A, I think or any regardless follow both of them kevin scott is at double o kevin that's double spelled out the word double then o is in oh underscore kevin that's where you can follow him and then also follow me on twitter twitter.com slash landoz l-a-n-d-o-z and uh thank you so much for listening thank you so much for subscribing um it's been a fun fun ride towards the end of the road and uh now that we're crossing that finish line the next time we talk to you. We look forward to talking to you about the aftermath afterwards. So until next time, you've been great. We've been Got Talk. We'll see you then. The proceeding was a Buttmunch Chips production. For more episodes and information, please visit buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunch Chips. Sit on your butt. And munch.